Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. The smoothest show on internet radio. Your hosts, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Hello and Happy New Year and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, aka the Jazz Queen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we have been gone for at least a month and a half due to extenuating circumstances, but we are back. Let me welcome to the uh, chat room, Ollie J. Hey, Ollie, how are you? And L. Los Angeles Chipster. Welcome to the show. Um, if you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Miss Lundy's picture that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. I'm very happy today to bring to you Miss Carmen Lundy. She's a jazz vocalist, a composer, and a, a painter, and she has some beautiful artwork on her website, CarmenLundy.com. Her new CD is called Soul to Soul, which was two years in the making. Miss Lundy, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hello, and Happy New Year to you. Ooh, listen to that smoky voice of yours. <laughs> ah, you had that sexy, smoky voice. That's nice. That's nice. Happy New Year to you as well. Well, my, I guess when I'm singing, it's, it's a little higher. <laughs> yeah. I can get a little higher than my, uh, this is my, I guess, my afternoon totally chilled out in L.A. kind of uh, energy right now. So I'm glad to, to uh, uh, meet everybody. Oh, good, good. Well, again, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you. Um, soul to Soul, I've been listening to the CD, and I have a favorite, um, Grace is my favorite on this CD. Yes, I love that song. I'm going to play that first um, uh, in a few minutes here. But let's start, Ms. Lundy, uh, with your background and tell us how you got started in this business. You can call me Carmen. Okay, Carmen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did I get started? I guess, you know, um, for me, it was just an uh, immediate. I think it was just something I stepped into as a child. There was there was this music everywhere. And... Um, I was one of those kids who, I guess, really enjoyed that uh, part of the family um, gathering and just the way things were at the time of my, I guess, I, from Miami, Florida, you know, oldest of seven kids. Mm. Uh, my brother and I, my brother Curtis, a uh, great bass player, um, Curtis Lundy. Curtis and I grew up uh, with a very, very strong um kind of a core family unit. My grandparents on both sides. My mother was the oldest of 11. And oh, wow. we went to church, we played all this music, and I have an aunt that plays piano. I have a, a grandfather who plays guitar. Um, my mother was the singer in the uh, apostolic group that was that opened for James Cleveland and the, uh, the caravans, you know. So I grew up with a lot of live music in my space. Um, a lot of it in the church, and then I just continued to study and get some formal piano lessons around the age of six. Mm -hmm. And I just knew by then that it was just fun. Uh, around the age of 12, I decided to, to make a serious commitment to music, so I began to study and take lessons in, in uh, choral music, and then I entered jazz at the University of Miami as a jazz major, ultimately, but came in as an opera major, so I... Um, did all of that before uh, starting my own band in the late 70s and ultimately moving to New York City and just kept doing my thing. And here we are talking about Soul to Soul. We're uh, a few decades later, and I'm just so thrilled to have a chance to finally talk about my music and my art and my work with uh, everybody in the smooth jazz audience. It's really uh, a wonderful thing to, to have a chance to do it at this point. Well, I've read um, some really nice reviews on you and your music. You're highly uh, regarded in this in the industry. Um, do you still uh, do you still do opera music? Do you still sing that oh my from God. time to time? <laughs> no, uh, absolutely. The, the, it's a very remote chance that I would even attempt it. I have a lot of respect for what it takes to 
to, to sing in that um, idiom very well. And mm-hmm. there's some great vocalists um, who represent the music beautifully. No, I'm going to stick to uh, rendering a lot of authentic American music through the sound of jazz. That's where, that's my love. That's what I think my contribution ultimately will, where it will hope, hopefully find itself and make a, a true a contribution to the music. And that's really important to me. So my life is, uh, centers around uh, being a composer, singing my own music, and being a, uh, a student of the Great American Songbook, as we call it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So why two years for Soul to Soul to be released? Well, the project, um, like so many others I've done, goes through a lot of different machinations before it ends up even in the studio with, with my band. So I begin um, with a lot of ideas, uh, and they develop over time. Sometimes I write, write the songs that, well in advance of making a record, and I can uh, go to the stage and play the song live first and just get a, feed, a feel for what people are, you know, kind of what the vibe is. And other times you just write this stuff and you just put it out there. And so <laughs> it was more like that. I think there's one, uh, a couple of tunes that I wrote back a couple of, you know, 20 years ago that mm-hmm. just never had their chance to really get um, a real, you know, kind of a scratching at it and really trying to come up with something that is meaningful to you. So I went around a couple of tunes again, one of them uh, being uh, Everything I Need, another being uh, Darkness and Dawn. But you mentioned Grace, and I got to tell you, Grace was a song that I, I think really was about a year and a half into coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it were not for the meeting of a wonderful vocalist in her own right, a South African artist uh, by the name of Simpiwe, Simpiwe came along, and we magically found ourselves in the same place on the planet at the same time that we both felt strongly about a particular uh, truth about people of color. And it all happened mm-hmm. so marvelously, wonderfully in my studio. So what we have in Grace is really a story that is a combination of two cultures meeting, the meeting of the minds of, of a people. All of that is in that song. And I just love that you commented on that particular song. I love it too. Track seven is happening. It's a happy tune. I agree. I agree. Um, Now, you have been compared uh, with Aretha Franklin, Ella Fitzgerald, (laughs) and Sarah Vaughn. And I think the listeners are going to see or rather hear that comparison when I play some of your music. How do you feel about that? Well, I'm chuckling. (laughs) I'm sorry. uh, Well, that's the the great compliment to, to be even in the same sentence. With mm-hmm. so many great vocalists, um, it's, it's a great place to be. However, um, I'm I'm um, a student of those great vocalists. You know, Billie Holiday and Sarah Vaughan and Aretha Franklin, some of the greatest. Yes. You know, the greatest voices of the modern era, certainly. Yes. So um, I am in pursuit of that high esteem as I um, continue to work and get to, get to the audience and play the music in front of people and get some feedback and, and make everybody happy. <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> that's all I can hope for at this point and just have a big, fun time doing it. So I'm looking forward to some concerts this year. It's the beginning of the year. Happy New Year, everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very, very excited about Soul to Soul, the project, working with Patrice Russian for the first time, uh, the great Patrice Russian for the first Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we really uh, have have uh, a statement in this in this recording. I really do. And I'm so happy to to talk about it with you. I really am. Where you're in good company on Soul to Soul with the artists that are featured and playing with you on here. Talk about talk a little bit about some of these artists like Jerry Allen and Randy Brecker um, that you have on Soul to Soul. Yeah, they're they're um, two of my favorite musicians, favorite people. Jerry and I met many years ago in New York, and we've uh, played together in numerous settings. Um, I can be heard on some of her recordings, her Timeless Portraits and Dreams, 
and she's recorded with me on uh, my CD, Come Home. We've done a lot of work uh, together on the Mary Lou Williams body of work, including the Mass in particular. Jerry's recorded a lot of Mary Mary Lou's uh, piano pieces. So just in that one person, the history that I just mentioned to you, is you know profound. It's it um, speaks of a time where I think we've all been evolving together in our love of music. And Jerry, is, it's been wonderful to share that with her. Uh, and no different as as we talk of Randy Brecker. Randy Brecker and I met um, during my years at the University of Miami, actually, when I was the lead vocalist in the for the big band. And we met back then when he and his brother, his late brother. Um, had a group called Dreams, mm-hmm. and um, I was singing a few of their tunes. However, we didn't meet until we were in Switzerland, the Montreal Jazz Festival. We're talking many, many years ago. Uh, Randy and I uh, recorded previously on an album of mine called um, Old Devil Moon on JVC, where he's playing beautifully on Flying Easy, a Donny Hathaway tune. Uh, um, I think we're on a Walter Bishop record, uh, together back that was released back in the 80s. So over the, over time, we have a discography, which is kind of cool. And, you know, the funny thing is, I think we've done a couple of concerts together. I think we've made more records together than we've done concerts. So I guess we have, have to maybe think about equaling that out. But, yeah, there's so many beautiful, beautiful artists involved in Soul to Soul. And we're playing, uh, for the most part, all these new songs that people are getting to know for the first time. Uh, mm. and, and some of them are, are becoming favorites, I, and I'd like to uh, have another crack at bringing the songs to the stage, so I'm looking forward to my, my next concert where I'm going okay. to um, continue to present the music of Soul to Soul featuring Warren Wolf, and he's the vibraphonist that you're hearing on the record. I say the record, but it is a record. It is a record, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Daryl Hall, is that from the Dale, um, the Hall and Oates uh, no, duo? It's not. No, okay. okay. <laughs> I have a couple of funny stories about that, but I won't I won't <laughs> won't bore you with them today. But no, it's Daryl Hall from uh he's originally from Philadelphia. He uh, being the one of the first recipients of the prestigious Methelonious Monk competition award for bass. He's a great bassist. Based in um, Paris, France, um, we've toured together in Europe on several occasions, and it was a it was a great great opportunity presenting itself for Daryl to to come into the United States and record with us here in Los Angeles. So he mm-hmm. flew in from Paris to make the uh, the recording session, and it's my oh. first uh, time recording with this particular bassist, Daryl Hall. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. And now um, I'm going to play Grace because, again, as I said, that is my favorite on that. But how would you describe Soul to Soul? Oh, gosh. You know, I, um, you know, I should have rehearsed this answer. <laughs> <laughs> how would I describe Soul to Soul? You know, I really have to say, I think it's just, can I just be straight up with you? It's just oh, sure. black music. It's there black you go. music. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> okay. And it's and it's African American in a perspective with and when you listen to Grace, you'll see what I mean when I say it's also another universal perspective. Um so that's what I believe is happening in Soul to Soul. Okay. Um I am going to play Grace and after that I want to talk to you about the video for this song. Um, where I'm talking to Miss Carmen Lundy. Her new CD is called Soul to Soul. You can find it on her website, CarmenLundy.com, L-U-N-D-Y. This is Grace. walked for so long with our hands to the ground amazing ways we have died for so long with our hands under the moon 
that is my favorite song on Soul to Soul. That is Grace. And um, uh, Carmen, I wanted to let you know that Ollie in the chat room said, you left something out. It's really nice Black music, and this is good. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, I wanted to mention that there is a video on Carmen's website Uh, for this song. And I have to be honest with you, Carmen, some of the images on the video, you know, kind of bothered me a little bit, but please tell us about the concept behind this video. The the images that bother you are probably in the beginning of that video Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where what, you know, the story of Amazing Grace is truly profound and knowing the history of that song in and of itself is part of the inspiration for the tune. And, you know, people were ripped from their native shores, and that's part of the, the sort of trauma. But the other part is to be enslaved in someone, someplace you've never even seen before. Right. And that journey in and of itself has produced the life we know and, and, the, and the diaspora within it. And Simpiwe Donna uh, and I met as a result of uh, the South African uh, inaugural film and music festival here in Los Angeles. And um, we had the pleasure of writing some music, collaborating while she was here. And that was our connecting the song I'd been working on for months uh, based on the hymn, Amazing Grace. Mm-hmm. And you could actually hum that entire melody from the beginning of that song. Uh, and that's, what's, that's that undercurrent that's a part of our DNA, it's part of our history. And to sing about it was, was liberating. The images that you're talking about in the video, which uh, happens to be the images in the beginning of the slave ship, the, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the images of someone sketching of a story that was told time and time again. And to see those sketches is a reminder. It's kind of jarring. And uh, the statement in how we, in a way, suffer to this very day. You know, maybe not as overtly, but um, not to say that there's a lot of change and positivity in this uh, journey that we're on. Um, but Grace is all about that. It's all about our history. To be proud of, sing about that freedom of, uh, of arising above something and to remind people that, you know, this is a human condition that we're all in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really kind of, as an African-American who's now just about to reach uh, a beautiful time in life. Um, I don't really want to have to continue to address certain issues that are going on politically in our country right now, um, specifically, and in the world in a greater sense. So the music is a way to convey that and keep everybody kind of touching base and plugged in and in touch with... uh, all of our humanity. And that song and that story that I told with pictures that I took on my trip to Africa, I went just, you know, a couple of safaris. So I have these wonderful images of giraffe and elephant and just the country and the beauty and people as well that I met along the way. All of that is in that. You see a picture Mm -hmm. of my my sister and I. Uh, It's actually my sister at the water. Um, those are my stories. That's my little synopsis of a uh, piece of what this has been for me as a composer, as a vocalist, to be able to sing about some certain truths in our history. So I'm I'm a little sad, sad to hear that you were offended by those images. Because no, no, I think no. In a way, it's a sad, it's a sad thing to see. You know, yes. that it's really yes. true that that really happened. Yes. And yes. Yeah, yeah, let's, okay, fine. Maybe we don't need to sing about those things anymore. Yes, we've been there, done that. But after all, we're about to see this wonderful movie, Selma, be mm-hmm. released this weekend. So there is a need to, to look back and to reflect, to kind of grow, I think, from this point, and as, as a people of color, that we can really finally put certain issues behind us. Yeah. That we can just yeah. kind of walk our walk and talk our talk and, and just be a part of the the, the, the big global uh, humi- uh, human side of life instead of always right. feeling like we're the oppressed side of life. I just right, don't want to right. talk about and it anymore. As yeah, an African-American no, woman myself, um, 
those pictures were hard to see because, you know, I understand the history. And so that yeah. is why I said, you know, I said that because I understand the history behind all of that. And so, you know, some of those pictures were hard to see, but sometimes when you listen to a song, it's just a song until you see a video. That's true. That's a video. That's that whole other side of our media experience. Right. Absolutely. Right. And that's you know, how that's, I felt when yeah, I saw, really I heard cool. Grace. Yeah, I, I listened so to Grace cool. first. And then <laughs> I saw the video and then I understood the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Now, yeah. Just, yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, some people don't know the history. And maybe you need to. Everybody needs to yeah. know. So, yeah. Where were you? Yeah, know, where we true. come from? So wherever we're going has a lot, a lot of positivity, blessings. And um, prosperity for, you know, that would be great if we could just uh, focus there for uh, some time ahead. And when we were on the verge of it, I'm really happy to be in the 21st century, mm-hmm. I might say. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a new year. It's another chance to, to think um, bright thoughts and positive thoughts about um, the music we make, the people who, who support us. And our role as we walk uh, in our own, you know, shoes in this uh, in this place and time, that something beautiful comes through the music that we give back to each other, and it keeps flowing like that. And I think that's what makes it smooth, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> that right. might be the part that really okay. makes it smooth, after okay. all. All right. Um, uh, let me welcome to the chat room, Miss Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl. Glad to see you. And uh, meet my co-host, uh, Miss uh, Carmen, Mike Reynolds. Mike, hey. Hey, Terry. Hey, how's it going? How are you ladies doing today? Great. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm all right. Okay. All right. So I want to read a review um, from Kristen, Christopher Loudon, L-O-U-D-O-N, Luden. Loudon. Um, Okay, of Jazz Times, he writes, Carmen Lundy has beautiful inside as out, has accomplished the near impossible for a jazz singer by maintaining a solid, successful three-decade career while focusing largely on original self-pinned material. Now, based on that review, in terms of entering the music industry, what were the most the must-dos and must-maintain for you personally in presenting your craft as a professional? Well, the must-do is to um, somehow make a way and to find a way to, to get the music out there um, and have some support um, with the, some of the best musicians um, available to me on the, anywhere in the world. Um, so to, to keep a high standard, that's, that's the must thing, to kind of keep a high level of integrity in what we do, how we do it, and how we present it. Um, mm-hmm. Beyond that, it's just out there and grooving with everybody. I mean, it's about uh, the, the connecting with the people, ultimately. But as a jazz vocalist in this time, in this era, where even myself um, developing a history of uh, a, what a com- career, really, I mean, my whole career centered around um, singing music that was written in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, um, and finding my own little stamp with a lot of songs that we now call jazz standards. Mm-hmm. Jazz standards, uh, it's kind of a double entendre. You know, there's a standard that everybody kind of expects of a musician, an artist, who is working in jazz in this genre. This kind of requires a little bit more skill and a little bit more uh, of something that you can't really define that makes a person a jazz artist versus a pop artist or whatever other things we label people as. But I think a true jazz artist is absolutely the most popular artist in a sense because we generally know uh, the repertoire that precedes us by several decades. So when you kind of know music that you, know, you can pull from your hat, you kind of develop a repertoire that defines you. And I think that's what happened with me early in my career. So when I began to be this composer and write my own songs and largely um, present my own songs all these years later, it's quite a risk. It's a huge risk. And you just put it out there just like everybody has always done. 
but there's a risk for me as a jazz vocalist uh, introducing so much new material without um, including the songs that are familiar to you that perhaps your parents or grandparents may be able to hum so readily. So I've, I'm just kind of more on the side of, of bringing the audience new music. Even if it sounds familiar, it's a new song. So that's kind of what distinguishes what I have pursued, and that's the thing I seem to have to do now. I, as much as I love the, everything um, that's brought me here, I, I feel strongly about um, the musicians that play with me and what we play having a fresh, new kind of a flavor that gives the audience a chance to check out something that they otherwise wouldn't know that they begin to become familiar with, and that's how that thing rolls. I dig all of that and um, want to pursue that side of my art, and um, and hopefully I'll write a couple of songs that really speak to you, like sounds like Grace has spoken to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's another one somewhere <laughs> out there you know, for me to... To, uh, to connect with someone else, and that's kind of what what really gives me my uh, motivation, my my inspiration, is knowing that uh, there is an audience for the music I'm writing. Okay, all right, sounds good, sounds good. All right, um, I'm going to go to another song. Mike, do you have a question? No, never, no, no, do not. So, um, Carmen, tell me about darkness and dawn. That's a blues. Mm. <laughs> that is a blues. Darkness and Dawn is is a blues that um, kind of uh, was, how shall I say, I think I wrote that melody on guitar. And it just okay. kept going from there. I wrote this melody on the guitar and um, referred to some lyrics that were written by Julie Rayner, who was my collaborating uh, writing partner for the last 20 years or so. Julie wrote the lyrics to Between Darkness and Dawn. Sorry about the phone in the background. It's okay. Um, Hang on a second. Sorry about that. Um, Mm -hmm. So Julie uh, is the lyricist for for that song, but that is a straight-up blues. And (laughs) that's all I can say about it. I mean... I, uh, in a lot of ways, if you look at the cover of Soul to Soul, if you look at the cover of Soul to Soul, and you listen to the lyrics of Darkness and Dawn, they're kind of, they kind of, for me, that's a place that you can sometimes be as a when you're kind of in that mode of 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 uh, saying something truthful in a song. Mm-hmm. And um, identifying with this, with it, that you're singing about, even if it's not your song, that you really identify with that state of being, that emotional state. And uh, I think that that whole sense of, of being in a room where there's nothing surrounding you, which is what you see on the cover of Soul to Soul, yet there's a lot of things filling up that space. And the, what's filling it up is light and light energy. So that whole thing of being between darkness and dawn is a real honest feeling, I think, for uh, for me. And I've certainly had uh, the blues once or twice. Uh, <laughs> so I think I could, you know, sing about that and tell you that it's nothing but a true, straight up, that's the blues. That's what that tune is. Okay. All right. We're talking to Carmen Lundy about her new CD, Soul to Soul. If you would like to call in, have a question or a comment, the phone number is 646-716-5485. I got to say, hey, Mike, Mike, how come you don't have a question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe after this song <laughs> all right darkness and dawn There have been so many times when longing left me weary Talking to my shadow, looking in the mirror for some comfort In an empty room Resigned to the quiet, resigned to the still Torn between the darkness and the dawn Sunrise through my window, shining on my sorrow Lighting the horizon with hope that tomorrow I could ever love again Love someone like you who's not afraid to feel between the dark 
Someone who's so afraid I've always been lonely for your love I wanna be wherever you are I need someone like you who's not afraid To feel between the darkness and the dawn I need someone like you who's not afraid Between the darkness and the and Dawn. That is from Carmen Lundy's new CD, Soul to Soul. So I have a question for you from the chat room. Um, Ollie would like to know, have you ever been asked to do music for a movie? Oh, that's a great question, Ollie. Um, I have not been asked to, you know, to a commission to do like a soundtrack. That would be so fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Put it out there, Ollie, and everybody. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody about that, you know, uh, two days ago, about how it would be wonderful to see some of the music set, um, you know, to really support some of the beautiful filmmaking that goes on here in Southern California. I would love that. However, you know, I think a couple of my arrangements can be heard uh, as underscores in some of your favorite, you know, my favorite shows with like Mad Men. A couple mm-hmm. of things were used in that. I know that it's some of some of my songs. Were, uh, could be heard in One Life to Live soap operas at a certain mm. time when they were really thriving. There may be a couple uh, still. Um, uh, some of the music has been um, kind of underscored. A lot of things I've arranged and written for Sonaton Music Library. So, But uh, a wonderful film project would be just awesome. Just be great. Mm. Uh, now, I also read that some of your music has been featured on other TV shows like The L Word, Boardwalk yeah. Empire, So yeah. You Think You Can Dance, and Baby Story. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
And I think the on the L word, I think the two was, is it love? Well, it has to be that song. And I think it was a, there's a great salsa version of that too by Myra Casales. And um, Myra is a great percussionist. And she and I wrote this tune called Is It Love? that has uh, a really great dance vibe, a salsa vibe to it. And you can probably, you know, you guys can Google that and see if you can't track that tune down. It's fantastic. There's also another version of it on one of my CDs, uh, another of my CDs, I should say. This is Carmen Lundy, which I released mm-hmm. in early 2000. You can hear Is It Love on that um, recording as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there, you guys. And it's kind of nice to to meet you all. And I get the sense that a lot of you are learning about my work as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's really kind of a a blessing to to kind of get a sense that there's a, an audience that's kind of curious about the kind of music I've been doing. It's great, along with so many other people, which is what we, I guess, what brought us together today, soul to soul. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the audience, um, I think, is going to eat it up. You guys, check out some of the, there's a couple of tracks, Terry, that um, I also enjoy, Grateful being one of them, mm-hmm. um, which is different from Grace, by the way. There's Grateful Part 1 and Grateful Part 2. I think those from the first track, Kindred Spirits, um, is paying homage to my family history, uh, growing up in um, a town, a little town called Farine, Florida, and um, being influenced by so many great people. And I wanted to kind of acknowledge my family that way, so that's what you're getting on the first track. Um, I experimented with the guitar very much, as you can hear on the record, the last two things you played, uh, that's me on the guitar, which is kind of oh, a wow. stretch for me. Um, something I started out as, as, you know, kind of doing my uh, rehearsal, my production tracks, we called them, pre-production tracks. And I ultimately ended up leaving my um, guitar parts on the record. So that was a little stretch for me, not something I normally do. So there's a lot of things, um, when you check it out, get to know the music and soul to soul and the people that play it, I think you're going to really be kind of plugged into a whole nother level of uh, what's what we're doing out here in the live concerts. And that's the one thing I ask you guys to do is to join us in concert sometime and come out to these clubs where we may show up from time to time and uh, meet each other and kind of talk face to face. That'd be pretty great, too. Yeah. Now, now I was going to ask you, you know, what is your approach to gaining exposure for the music that you sing and the fact that you got some of these um, songs on these different shows that Terry mentioned? Because, uh, you know, like you said, we may have some musicians listening now that may want to have their work featured on a show, any show. So what was your approach to getting your music out there and um, getting people to get to hear your music? that way well what you got to do is you know you've got to record the music you got to make records i mean I, this is my 14th cd and you just kind of uh organize your your music in such a way that you can record it properly with some great quality and some great engineers and you know and um once you get that whole distribution which is the other part to getting your music out there uh and then you let the people decide. I mean, there's there's more than one way to skin that cat. I mean, everyone has a different story, and yeah. the approach varies. I mean, if I had, I've been doing what I've been doing for, you know, my first record was released in 1985, Good Morning Kiss. So when you ask me that question, it's really loaded. It's a whole lifetime of working toward um, your success in the in that genre, whatever it is you picked in life, just being successful successful with it. So your approach is just to be good to people, you know, mm-hmm. and just, you know, and I, you know, ask the very best of yourself and go out there and do your very best. That's the only approach that's ever worked for me, you know, mm. just sincerity and, and uh, believing in yourself and just going for your dream. You know, that's it. Yeah. That's pretty much it mm-hmm. in a nutshell. Who are some of the artists that you would like to collaborate with? Oh, God, I'd love to record. I'd love to do anything with Herbie Hancock. Mm. Uh, I'd love to just feel what it's like to be accompanied by him. 
I'll sing anything. Anything you want, Harvey. <laughs> you listening, <So>, Harvey? <laughs> if you're listening, if you're checking it out. So, um, for sure, I would love to sing with Stevie Wonder. I'd like to duet with Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd like to do, since you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to, you know, just, I mean, just do one song with George Benson on guitar. Just one. Mm. Oh, that would That's be nice. You to, yes, yes. I mean, if wow. we end up recording something together, it's great, but can we just play together? Yeah. <laughs> so that's that. That's the answer. <laughs> that's it. Wow. Um, have you heard of Gregory Porter? I love him. I would love to record. I would just love to do anything with Greg. Okay. Mm, love yeah. his voice. Love everything about his vibe. Yeah. You know, Greg. I got a couple tunes for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. That would be great. Oh, I got a couple. Of, Songs that are rightly like tailor made for, for him. him. You know, I just oh, well, you need to it. reach out to him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna definitely tweet that bad boy because you just really kind of brought that up for me. Okay, we're gonna make that. Yes. Happen. Okay. <laughs> now there is another side of you, Carmen, that is not the musician side, but the painter side, and. Um, Carmen has some really nice artwork on her website, CarmenLundy.com. My favorite is Woman Seeking Higher Ground. But Mm -hmm. tell us about how you got started in that. Well, the artwork is, uh, you know, some people started started out by just doodling. (laughs) I think Mm -hmm. maybe I did too. So I'm completely self-taught. It's something that I've always loved when I travel to different places uh, as a performer. I try to you know, I take in a lot of what makes a city unique in itself, and sometimes that's the art, sometimes it's the fashion, sometimes it's the cars people drive, you know, whatever. And I kind of uh, like to explore what it's like to work in a medium that uh, I can translate a lot of my feelings without music, you know, so I can translate the feeling of um, something musical in terms of colors, you know, and lines and things, and and I like the kind of the cross reference. I, I enjoy that having a little downtime and doing something that um, uh, also allows my creative, you know, that part of the artist thing to to develop and kind of stay honed. So I, I just love it. It's um, I gotta steal the time. I have to steal the moments to just sit and do that. But it's really rewarding. A woman seeking higher ground mm-hmm. uh, is. Um, a photograph that struck me very, um, how shall I say, um, I saw that image in Oprah Winfrey's magazine, the very second, it was her first spring issue when she launched her magazine. Okay. So Oprah had a, her very first spring issue, and that image spoke to me in terms of a certain kind of a dignity, a certain kind of being at the edge of the world, are you really seeking higher ground? Are you really, are you going to climb to the top of the ledge and fall off because you think you can fly? You know, there's a lot of things in that image that spoke to me at that time that in my personal life, I was struggling with a few um, things that needed to be resolved, I should say. And all of that was in that painting for me. So um, I just wanted to render that space, that the way she takes up that space in that image uh, was really strong and really important. Um, And that's what you're seeing when you look at that painting, from my perspective. Mm -hmm. Well, your, your your artwork is very nice, very nice. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, and I was going to say that, you know, with your, with your artwork and everything being exhibited in New York and in Los Angeles, how do you feel about that? Because those are some, uh, you know, of the um, major art capitals and everything. So you, you, your art is out there as well as your, um, your musical career as well. So how do you feel about your artwork being exhibited in these two cities? 
I think that I need to do it again real soon. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that um, this may be a good time. It's great that you're asking me about the artwork. This could be a good time for me to um, put a little bit more of it out there. I think uh, on YouTube, I think I did something called Carmen Mundy's Art Tour, and you can see a lot of the paintings uh, on YouTube in that one one particular video. Um, I would love to be able to take a few things now and present them to the public uh, in a show that may or may not incorporate my music. Um, okay. But I think that perhaps just you're talking about it, just our mentioning it could bode well for something to kind of folk, uh, to sort of float up in the next uh, few months. It would be really fantastic to finally do that um, and have a chance for people to really see what I've been doing away from the music. Okay. Now, now, when you do live shows, do you have your artwork in the, uh, in the um, galley or something like that? I or have in done the, um... that. I've, there's, there's a DVD called Jazz and the New Songbook Live at the Madrid Theater. And that um, was released on Aphrasia Productions. Mm-hmm. You can get that CD also at CarmenLundy.com. It's also a DVD. And in the DVD, you will observe this great concert of 16 amazing musicians from all over the country. And uh, in addition to that, an art exhibit of mine, which uh, was displayed in the lobby for the full month of February um, in 2005 when we did the Madrid Theater Concert. So that was the first full uh, um, month-long exhibition of my artwork uh, some time ago. However, you can still get your hands on a copy of that um, in the DVD that we released. Um, I think we released a CD, a double CD set. We released uh, a DVD. And, uh, it's, again, it's called Jazz and the New Songbook Live at the Madrid Theater. Um, so, yeah, that's another. I think I've mentioned three or four of my records now in this mm-hmm. conversation with you, Terry. I think I've <laughs> mentioned Good Morning Kiss, Come Home. <laughs> Jazz and the songbooks, soul to soul. There's a lot of music out there, you guys. <laughs> yes, it is. 14. 14. Okay, Cheryl wanted me to ask you about the painting, uh, Raining, Drain- Raining Teardrops. Oh. Cheryl wanted to, wanted to know about Raining Teardrops. Yes. Wow. <clears throat> now, Raining Teardrops is a kind of mosaic when you look at it. It looks sort of like a mosaic um, representation, you know, kind of like tile, but it isn't. Um, The the image itself is inspired by the, um, there was a California referendum a few years ago that had to do with Proposition 8 on the ballot. It was the same year that we were um, um, electing President Barack Obama, it was the same year. So in California, there was a referendum that was a very um, sad day for LGBT, transgender transgender people. And um, I felt a certain um, sadness as it was a very paradoxical day for a lot of people in California. Uh, because we were so elated about having elected our first African-American president, yet the whole Proposition H, uh, H thing was such, quite, quite the contrary. So mm-hmm. I think that particular painting was born out of that feeling of, of just, you know, it could be confetti at one moment, and then it's raining teardrops at the next. It was just like such a paradoxical day. So, Cheryl, that's 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 the inspiration for that image. Oh wow! Well, definitely, uh, Carmen's artwork is very nice. Um, check that out on her website, CarmenLundy.com. So, where are you playing next? We will be uh, oh Disney Hall in okay. Los Angeles, California. I will be uh, one of many guests featured uh, in the Mosaic Project. Featuring uh, Terry Lynn Carrington's Mosaic Project will be in concert at Disney Hall in Los Angeles on um, February 13. 
and uh, Liz Wright will be there as well. Nona Hendricks will be there as well. Uh, a lot of great people. Terry Lynn Carrington on drums. And so I'll be um, one of the guest vocalists in that concert. And then I'll be headed to uh, the East Coast to perform in Baltimore at the uh, Atlantic Jazz Festival uh, on the 15th of February. And then on to the Kennedy Center Jazz Ahead program for two weeks, and then the Berkeley School of Music after that. So I have a little bit of um, running around to do in the near future. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, definitely um, pick up Miss Lundy's new CD, Soul to Soul. I think you're going to like this a lot. Um, you can follow her on Twitter at Carmen Lundy, and of course on Facebook. Are you on Instagram? I am. Uh, t- I am not on Instagram, but the tw- I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and I, that's about all Carmen can manage and still get out there and sing <laughs> for you guys. So, <laughs> so I, one, and uh, lots of information on YouTube now, Amazon.com is another place to buy the, the music. I mean, you can definitely come to my website because that way you can get the autographed CD if you want that, mm-hmm. and it's quicker if you, you purchase through my website. And just leave a note that you'd like that, and I'd be happy to do that and send that back to you. So that's a little bit of a perk. And I think having, you know, certainly download from iTunes and all the other different resources that are available to you. My music is out there. And more importantly, let me know where you guys are so I can uh, um, kind of give you a heads up and I'll be in your neck of the woods. Okay. All right. Well, I am in Las Vegas and Mike is in in the D.C. area. Cool, Mike. I'm going to see you in uh, Baltimore, okay? Okay, cool. Baltimore it is. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Carmen. It has been a pleasure having you on. Oh, and great talking with you. My pleasure, indeed. You guys have All a right. great weekend. Thank you. You, you too, too, and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, that was Carmen Lundy. Her new CD is called Soul to Soul. You can find that on her website, CarmenLundy.com, along with her other 13 releases and her artwork. Definitely check out the artwork. All right, Mike, we have about two minutes. Do you have anything going on in the area? Um, nothing going on in the area. You know, the new year has been kind of quiet, so, uh, you know, nothing going on so far in the new year. Um, but like I said, it is, we just started a new year, 2015, and... You know, I, I kind of, you know, I'm surprised. I'm glad we're back on the air, basically. But, you know, I kind of like, oh, yo, we got an interview today. So, you know, but I'm um, glad we're back on the air, definitely, for 2015. All right. Thanks to those in the chat room. Um, Cheryl, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, Jay Works, Los Angeles Chipster, and Ollie J. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm happy to be back. And um, we have interviews scheduled through. February. So go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com to see a list of all of those interviews. And fans are always welcome to co-host the shows with us. So if you would like to do that, just send me a request to TalkingSmoothJazz.com. Let me know if you want to co-host the show with us. We'd love to have you. Definitely love to have you. All right, Mike, you have a good day. And I will be talking to you later. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, talkingsmoothjazz.com and mastermind-entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at jazz underscore queen and the daily grind. That's T-H-A daily grind.